Welcome to Life Karma. Very groovy, Nirvana. I love all these housewives that are running around in Target t-shirts that say Nirvana, the band, on them. Like like they listened to Nirvana in junior high. Yeah, right. Yeah, we know you didn't. Come as you are. Come as you are by Nirvana. Very groovy kind of alien beat to it. Hypnotizing. Hypnotizing. (laughs) You think aliens hypnotize us in the way of the Borg? I think my son Bo thinks that we're all living in the Matrix and... Oh We're boy, being, he went far. He's our, gone far. Yeah, our energy is unlike a, it's harvested on it from a pod. He he must have watched <laughs> Matrix a couple of times or something over the yeah. last week. Oh man, I've been um, studying astral projecting. Ooh, tell me about astro projecting. Yeah, what does that even mean? It's a fancy word for out of body experience, but it's the <laughs> way that um, uh, start with the. The guy named Monroe, his last name Monroe, and I can't remember his first name, but I ordered one of his CDs and books. He's dead now, but he helped the CIA in the 70s learn how to spy by using astral projecting. So you, he believed that everything is on a certain sound wave. So if you find the right sound wave for your body coupled with the earth, blah, 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 then you're able to have an out-of-body experience and go somewhere. Have you ever had an out-of-body experience? I have not. And that I want to, but they say the first time you start to feel yourself coming out of your body, that you think you're dying, and so you quickly come back in. So I was in therapy years ago, of course, right? What, 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 yes, and and I was course. in this middle of this therapy session, and Kim was with me, and, and our and our counselor said, "Sam, I need you to get back into your body." No, and I'm like, "What?" what? <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, you're not you're not present. You're not with us. You're out of your body. Get back in your body. Get back in." your present form so that we can have a discussion. And I'm like, that's fascinating. I was like, really? <laughs> Wait, but, yeah. um, you know, I understood what she was saying after a while. So, well, they say, and I know we've talked about this before, but kids that go through trauma, very bad trauma, sometimes leave their bodies so they don't feel pain. That's exactly what she was talking about. So she, she's like, you learn to leave your body early and see the world differently. So, um, you know, sometimes you hover around your body when you're triggered. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. Um, but, you know, my reality is different than your reality because of my experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this quote. Um, we are we become a reflection of our life's experiences. And that affects what we see. Yeah, and how we see it. And how we see things, right? right? right. How you see things, what you see. So I know certain people that can look at something really boring and see the beauty in it. And I've seen people that look at the most beautiful pieces of art on the planet and they're like, eh, I don't get it. That looks like shit. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Sometimes. I mean, if you don't think Angelina Jolie was hot in her prime, you got problems. Like, so beauty right there is fun. I mean, that's the thing is uh, this astral projecting thing is actually very fascinating to me because it seems like it's used in many different forms. It's used as a way of protection from uh, trauma, um, but then it almost has its own trauma. It's um, definitely based in consciousness, but the fact that you, CIA was using it uh, to astral project and try and use it to spy and stuff, I thought was really fascinating, the stuff that 
of red on it. Yeah. I, I think this idea of what you see depends on your state of mind, right? Oh, yeah, your state of consciousness. Your state of consciousness. Maybe that's a better way to say it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Open your consciousness and you see things differently. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely people that as you drive down a major city, you're going to see the homeless and there's going to be people that see the buildings or there's going to be people that see the trash or there's going to be people that see the spray paint art and not the other things. And so our perception, our consciousness and what we're tied into is very fascinating because it controls our focus. So what are some of the benefits of um, opening our consciousness to see things differently? <sighs> Knowledge intelligence, understanding. I, for me, I try to open up my consciousness to try and gain more empathy for people. That's, that's really profound. I think. Yeah. I mean, I've found that if I'm not, if I'm not trying to open up my consciousness, I'm not going to have empathy. I'm just not. I like that because opening your consciousness, you know, seeing from someone else's perspective allows you to, and you do it with empathy. It allows you to see from their perspective more. Well, you see, and it hasn't been, for me, it's not seeing their perspective. It's feeling their perspective. Oh, good. Because when I used to just see their perspective, well, let's take that back. When I thought I was seeing their perspective, I didn't have any empathy because I assumed facts that weren't true. Right. Like I assume because feelings aren't facts. And yeah, I'll take the natural one, right? You see a homeless guy, you assume he's done something to put himself there instead of trying to open up your consciousness and see how he feels or what he's struggling with. You assume facts and you think, Oh, that's his fault. One of my, one of my favorite things from the South besides, you know, drinking lemonade and hot, sweaty days, sweet tea, sweet tea. Uh, sweet tea and lemonade. They have a lot of um, sayings in the South. Yes, right? they do. One of them is "Bless her heart," Bless which her is heart. Yeah. which is really a slam. Um, <laughs> but another one, another one that was is one of my favorite. I used to make fun of people all the time. They say this. They go, "Say what? Say what? Say what?" Or, um, "You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, I don't see what the hell you're saying. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, I but I don't, yeah. I don't see what you're saying. Yeah, this ain't a cartoon, bro. No, but <laughs> but the interesting thing is, is you're bringing up this point about actually seeing what people are saying, like yes. feeling what they're. And I think when you say you feel when someone says something, you you see what they you, you see what they're saying is more like understanding their feeling behind it. But you, you, words words in those situations mean nothing because you'll never understand until you feel. Tell me more about that. I want to go down that rabbit oh, hole. Oh, it's a horrible rabbit hole. But it, it, it. Why do we have feelings? I think feelings bring you higher knowledge. That's the thing I've come to here is I think feelings bring you higher knowledge because they can. I think feelings can lead you to addiction and pain and suffering. They can. But think about tell. I always go back to telepathy, right? Like being able to talk to someone without talking. Like in your most intimate relationships, you know when someone's mad, sad. Um, you know when you're in trouble without using words. Yeah. Miss Kim can speak to me very strongly without saying one word. And you've seen it. Oh, yes. In oh, her, yeah. In well, her facial so expression. Emily. 
Oh, yeah, Emily. Ooh, oh, I've seen her look at you, and I'm like, oh, man, I am so glad I am that Brian Arnold yes. right now. Because oh, that's gosh. laser deaths. That's the, she cut you. Like, oh, she cut you. Just cut you up oh. with her with the way she looked at you. Now, most right. of the time, she just adores you. But I'm like, I've seen a rare occasion where she. Right. But you're feeling at that point in time. You're not Ooh. dealing with words. No, and I felt the, I felt it. It was palpable in the room. Yeah. and is I mean, isn't that like a higher knowledge? It, it, mm. I mean, it's got to be a higher knowledge to be able to understand feelings. That's why the the book um, Emotional Intelligence, right? Yeah. I can't remember who wrote that now off the top of my head. Yeah. But emotional intelligence is, that's why I think it's so much more important than IQ. Because IQ, if you can't effectively uh, tell someone or make them understand, your IQ means nothing to me. But if you're emotionally intelligent, you'll know how to get that across to somebody. That's something that you're very good at, Sam. You're very good at emotional intelligence. Like you pump people up, you make them see things, you make them understand their own abilities, not through, I, th- I think you use words, but it's the, it's the power behind it, it's the emotional intelligence behind it. Yeah. So what I say to people a lot of times is I say, you know, seek first to understand using all your senses. <laughs> so when you're really, you're trying to understand someone, use your eyes, use your ears, use your sense of smell, use your gut, use, use the gifts that you have mm-hmm. to completely understand somebody because someone can be telling you in words because they want to extract money from you and their intention is all bad yeah. and you can feel that you can see it and you can feel it yeah. um daniel goldman oh yeah daniel goldman see it's marty seligman and daniel goldman yes they're, they're sort of like the positive psychology people um of the world yeah. and um a friend of mine michael simpson knows daniel goldman and um he really is impressed with his work and, uh, you know, his. Well, they teach it at all the Ivy League schools now. Oh, yeah, Harvard and uh, Yale and Columbia. Well, yeah. my friend Michael went to Columbia. That's yeah. where he was exposed to all this. So, so um, I mean, very cool. One of the things I have, uh, one of my favorite possessions I have is my dad's book, Emotional Intelligence, all marked up. Oh, wow. That would be fascinating. And so, that's one of my favorite. My little brother actually asked to borrow it, and I said, no. <laughs> No, because that gives you that, that yeah, resurrects your dad. Yeah, I'm like, every time you read that, you like get your pops in the room with you. Well, and I'll go back. You know, I had a fascinating experience this week when we we're talking about all this emotional intelligence and feelings. I did something stupid. I um, went to my dad's obituary page and watched the movie, like the 12 minute video of pictures oh, of him. That's brutal. But it was fascinating because after I got done, like right in the middle of it, I'm like, oh my gosh. I know what he was thinking in every one of those pictures by his face or his arms or what I know what he was thinking. And it's like I was talking to him, even though I wasn't talking to him, because I could see and understand through my experiences with him what he was thinking or doing or, you know, what was going on in his head. And it made him alive. Right. Because you have those initial you just have those connections where you're like, like my dad was doing, he had his arm up a little bit to the right, like, and I remembered, oh, that's a picture he sent me when I was on my mission. And I could tell it was the, I'm proud of you look, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I hate dealing with emotions, right? But Of course you do, because you don't believe in love. That's right. <laughs> I don't believe it conquers everything. <laughs> love does not conquer everything. But, um, but author it, of Brian Arnold. Yeah, exactly. I should love to be a New York Times bestseller right there. But um but that's but it was interesting to me when I looked back at it this week that I knew what was going on in his head. Yeah, you those 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 
images, what you see, triggered a whole flood of emotions. Yes. And I think we don't take time enough to really listen to people with all of our senses. Because if we did, we wouldn't, we'd be more patient. We wouldn't jump to conclusions. We would be more accurate. There's a lot of benefits from that. A lot of benefits. Well, it brings you peace. It brings you more peace. Sure. It's like Scooter was making it. Scooter's dating this girl, a wonderful girl. He's in an official relationship yes, on Facebook. Facebook. I saw posted it. Yeah. In a relationship. I am in a relationship. You know what's funny about that sidebar here? Massage bar, you know, that I go to all the time. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. I have yet I didn't to go, to go today, there. But it's her niece. Really? Yeah. Small world, right? Small world. Maybe know. she has the same skills of her aunt. Yeah, with, the, with her feet or something. Maybe Scooter. That's why Scooter is in a relationship, so he can get free, free massages. massages. Yeah. But yeah, you hurt, want the massage? But they hurt. Oh, they're painful massages. Yeah, they don't. Matter of fact, I'm about to, later on today, I'm going to a torture chamber. Oh, And I'm doing this uh, Ralphing kind of structure work. I do it once a week, and and it just destroys me, but I feel better afterwards. Yeah, but but Scooter, (laughs) I saw I went sideboard. We just went down a different road. Uh, But Scooter um, was making some dumb decisions. You know, I told him what to do, and... And he and I said, and it popped in my head. I said, you know what? You know, when you said that, Scooter, you know what popped in my head? He's like, what? I'm like, you know that face that dad would make when he kind of squints his eyes, turns his head to the side and says, really? Really, Scooter? That's what you're going to do? You sure? Because it sounds like, mm, okay. You know, like, yes. Scooter, you're an idiot. Yeah, stop being a dumbass, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So I think, I think to look, to look, uh, to understand with all your senses takes a greater um, takes opening your consciousness, right? That yes. That's the truly sentient people that are enlightened, that have an awareness and open consciousness. They they see things with all their senses. Yeah, all their senses give them knowledge. Right, and I think that's what aliens have gotten us. I, mean, I think the aliens, I think that's how they communicate because um, traveling at the speed of thought and aliens probably See, they have probably Sam an goes. advantage. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you hear? <laughs> do you hear in Sam's voice how it changes? Okay, so you're seeing sarcasm in my voice. Are you seeing a smartass? Nope, or I'm like feeling you, it. I'm you're feeling, feeling it. Oh, you're feeling. I'm feeling it. You're feeling my. I'm trying to gain more. I'm being more. Uh, I'm just making. <laughs> You got to admit that that was a good transition into the topic. That was was really good. Listen, yes. One other thing that I want to say about this, because this just pops in my head. And then I do want to talk about aliens for a second. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. And then I'm going to talk about love as you talk about aliens. I I mean, we could do a whole podcast. I mean, like a whole 50 episodes on love or aliens. Yeah. We won't bore our audience with that. But I was thinking Tuesday, is that the problem with the politics today? With the two people we have running for president, you if you just like open up your consciousness and listen to both of them, watch both of them, do, or is your consciousness drawn to more to one or is it drawn to neither and, you're, and then you're left with other issues that you have to deal with in trying to figure out who to vote for? I think, it, I think it's an interesting problem yeah. because I don't think either of them are good humans, Biden or Trump. Like by most people's definition of human. And then you got to open up your consciousness and try and decide, oh my gosh, who do I want to lead the country? It's, it's a whole consciousness, emotional intelligence problem. Right. I think both parties are trying to control the narrative so desperately. It's just pathetic. Yes. And um, we talked last week about, you know, it'd be nice to get, instead of talking about your differences, to talk about similarities. And uh, they, there'd be no debating 
if everybody talked about what they believe in, it's the same. But it might be fun to watch it. Right? I'll get my popcorn for that debate here in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's going to be crazy. But I think like 100 million people are going to watch. Yeah. Did you did you see the stuff that um, Candace Owens was making fun of Cardi B? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. That's just crazy stuff. Oh, my gosh. And, he, and she sort of handed it to her a little bit. You oh, know, and did. Cardi lashed out at her like with some vicious vicious attacks on candace well, like, cardi do you really expect us to think that you're like some super intelligent journalist reporter that should be interviewing well Biden? she's misspelling in her tweets and it's like yeah, she's using hood like, language and i'm like cardi like okay oh. good on you that you make some cool beats and you have great lyric but you know candace has one on you when it comes to logic <laughs> <laughs> yes well, not that i support one i mean like you know, it is what it is. I, I think they're, but everybody's just scrambling to control what people think. And here's the problem. Yeah. You can't control what people think. You can't. Mind control is evil and it's terrible. It is. Well, you shouldn't want to. Like if you're controlling everyone, then you're not gaining any more intelligence. That's we, the problem. Right. You're trying to control what people see and how mm -hmm. they feel. Mm -hmm. And that, that goes against human beings, their very nature. All right. This is, and it reminds me of something that Kyle Kuzma, former U of U basketball player, right? Put yesterday. And okay. Do you remember that, that uh, audio that we played? It was a video, but uh, Marcellus yeah. Wiley, the black guy that's like, Hey, I looked into black lives matter. I, they're against the family, nuclear, nuclear yeah. family, blah, nuclear blah, blah, blah. Family and so he, that same guy, Marcellus, Marcellus, sorry, Marcellus Wiley stated on his Twitter, white quote, white privilege doesn't exist, exclamation mark. You know what it implies? Black disadvantage. The son, man, the, the son, man, husband, father, and victor in me would never buy into such a limiting thought. My skin is not a sin. I stand tall, not slouched on my parents and ancestors endured shoulders. Oh, I love that. I'm like, wow. You know, strong. even regardless of your color, if you go back in time enough, you're going to find, you'll, you'll find rulers, you'll find slaves, you'll find good people, you'll find bad people. You just will find a whole litany of different kinds of people. Right, but and that's, that's with everyone. But when are you going to wake up? I, mean, I hate this whole woke culture because they're using it completely wrong. But when are you going to be awake and realize you're in charge of you. Yeah, well, that that's true awareness. So they're using the word woke to control the narrative. Correct. And and they're saying the definition of, see, Socrates said the definite, the beginning of wisdom is a definition of terms. So they're saying woke means this, that you realize right. how privileged you are, that, you know, this, yes. that, and the other. And like, no, woke means you have awareness, right. that you see things, you open your consciousness and see things with all of your senses. In other words, you look at the data, you look at the emotion, you look at the, you, you look at the logic, you, you, you feel, you feel through the whole emotion of it then you make the decision for your own self yes this is what's bugging me about the narratives on both sides mm. is that they're they're all trying to control what you think and what you feel and they're not letting you make your mind up no. we're, we're not res they're not respecting people's free will well they don't trust you no and they're using things like fear okay. and they're using things like um, anarchy and violence and um, and it, they're just trying to, they're trying to manipulate the vote. No, they're trying to control the vote. Control the vote. Yeah. Manipulate it to control well, it. But you're right. Manipulate it through fear and other things. Yeah. 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 Fear on both ways. Yeah. Right. The, I saw an excerpt today on the mayor of Portland blaming Donald Trump mm -hmm. for all the violence, the 110 days of violence they've had in Portland, not taking any responsibility for what went there. And now, okay. I get that you hate Trump, but dude, you're the mayor. 
and it's it's under your watch and like they, take some responsibility. They're not going to take responsibility because their leaders don't take responsibility. I mean, Pelosi says she got set up by a salon owner. Yeah, I mean, a person that did like, your hair. Like, and then she's, she's the, trying to sue her and destroy her. Yeah, she's the third person in line for our nuclear bomb codes, and oh, she got dear. set up by a salon owner. I mean, come well, that's on, just that's girl. really disturbing to me. Come on. So, anyways, Kyle Kuzma responds to Marcellus Wiley's tweet, and he says, "Well, sorry, you aren't everyone." There is white privilege out there, and it's alive and well. Just because you made it out of the hood, and and there's so many misspellings in here, but and, and we're one of the exceptional few, doesn't meant he put mean, he put man, but he should have put mean. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, man. You got a platform. Shake my head. I'm like, yeah, that's the. That's, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I broke that down. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying white privilege keeps people in the hood? That's what you're saying. Well, I, I saw this very controversial uh, video of some of some black guys that are pretty. I won't say who they are, but they were talking about white privilege and they were talking about black privilege. <laughs> and they were saying, "You don't think the Obamas have black privilege? Yeah. You don't think OJ Simpson had black privilege? No. You know, you don't think you know? I've seen white privilege, black privilege. People that have money have privilege. Yeah." People that have a lot of capital, Oprah Winfrey has privilege. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that she hasn't any, there's nothing less, there's nothing that makes it less of her. No. Matter of fact, I think she's amazing and she's done amazing things and where she came from, where she ended up was unbelievable, Yeah. right? And it was amazing. It was capitalism and free markets and free will that allowed her to have the success. Well, it rewards, it rewards good ideas and hard work. Right, right. But I, I, I just, I feel like the narrative that, folks are feeding our brothers and sisters of color is that you are not in control. You are not in control of your destiny. But but because white people are. Yeah, but that's bullshit. I know. That's what I'm saying, though. It goes right back to our first thought is if you open up your consciousness and stop listening to the words and understand the feeling, I think yeah. we're both missing yeah. on the both sides. Yeah. So I, I have dear friends that are black that have been treated terribly by the police. Man, it's straight up terrible. It's a, it's absolutely terrible. And they were treated unfairly because of the color of their skin. Right. And I don't, and I, I actually support them and I'm first in line, man, right. to give them a high five and give them a hug. They're like brothers to me. But I'm telling you, um, I've had things and I've been treated ways because of my social economic status as a child. Yes. Like um, I showed my wife um, a house that I lived in, in Sandy Valley, you Nevada. Showed me, you showed me that picture. Yeah. I said dirt floors, potbelly stove, and um, no windows. Lived there for a year. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's worse than the African huts my son was living in for two years. It's and worse than the ghetto. It's way bad. And I'm like, so you can say that I have privilege, or you can say that I don't have privilege. It's just a matter of perspective. But if you open your consciousness, and we talk about what we have that's in that's the same that's in common. This is why I love our narrative in life karma so much. It's like, you see it differently. You see the white people have privilege. Great. I see it differently. I, I see, I see that people who work and take initiative and learn and, and gain awareness that they have privilege, yes. right? So we can see it differently and I can appreciate your perspective. You right. can appreciate my perspective and maybe we can learn from each other, but that does not happen. No, but that's in the opposite too. Think about it this way. Let's say a rich white guy has a nice house and he wants somebody to come fix his sink. 
And because he has a big house, nice cars, they charge him triple because they know he'll pay it. Is that white privilege? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know either. My point is, is like getting taken advantage of in your life, whether you're white, black, rich, poor is horrible. Period. Yeah. It's unjust. It's not, it's not, it's not good for anybody no. to be seen with bias and negativity. No, no. And, and I think so much of the United States is full of good non-racist people, but it's that small percentage that ruin it for the rest of society. Well, they put everybody in the, yeah, they put everybody in the box. Yes. Because well, one person, they do this with policing a lot. One police, one cop's bad, or let's say a small percentage of them are bad, so that everything's bad. Is there need to be police reform? Yes. Is every cop bad? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. The way I see it is police officers guarantee our constitutional, constitutional freedoms on a daily basis. And without them, we don't, our freedoms are not protected. Our right to have private property, our right to pursue happiness, our right to have freedom of religion, freedom of speech, all of that is protected by the police. Well, y yes and no. By good police. Well, yes and no. Because that's their job. That's the oath they take when they become police officers. I know, but I'm getting technical here. Like they can make arrests, but it's the attorneys that decide to charge or not. Okay. I know. I'm just saying, like. No, no, no. You're right. I mean, I don't saying, want to be ignorant to it. No, but what I'm saying is. This goes back to my original thought of that's why we need to pay cops more and get them more education. Like it's simple to me. It's simple. We pay them more. They get more education. Fantastic. You can't, I truly believe the more you learn, the more intelligent you become, the less ignorant you yeah. can be. The more you learn, the more, you know, the, the more you both said this to me today out of nowhere, he calls me and goes, dad, I just, I love you, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, who's this? This he goes, yeah, this, this is, yeah, he goes, I just, um, he goes, the more I learn, the more I don't, I, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. I'm like, Oh, you might be getting some wisdom here, Jackson. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is awesome. His consciousness is open. Yeah. He's opening his consciousness. Yes. And when you, and, and if we have police, so when I talk about, when I talk about the need for police reform, it's the need for opening of the consciousness of policemen, Correct. right? And police women that can see things differently that have the proper tools to handle mentally ill people. We had a 13 year old kid in autism in our, in our yeah. community that was shot by a policeman. Right. That is complete ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous because he was never trained on how to deal with people that have many mentally no. ill and are in crisis no. You handle them differently. Well, that's the thing is like if you for example i'm a trained lawyer you're gonna send me to a women's shelter do you know what i mean like to to help them like i can't help them. i'm not right. trained to help them yeah but you're you're trained to know the law and right. your consciousness if it's opened right. you use the law to help people or if it's closed you use the law to just make money and and get control well if you use all your forms of intelligence that's what i think people miss the point of is they think there's only one form of intelligence there's a lot of forms of it and you have to use all of it. Yeah. So what are some of those forms? Talk to me about what you think. Well, I think you have the emotional, you have the intellectual, you have, I think, um, I would the, say the physical, physical, right, right? Physical intelligence. I think you have yeah. spiritual intelligence, there's spiritual intelligence. Yeah. So there's four right there that I can think of off the top of my head. I think even, even being a father, right. Or being a brother, situational intelligence yeah, because of like, experience. Yes. It's experience intelligence. All, by the way, affect how you see things. Correct. Right? Correct. All, by the way, can expand your consciousness. Right. But in all of them, I think the key is you have to be open to the idea that you're wrong. 
Right. And why are people not open to the idea that they may be wrong? Because our leaders don't tell us that we can be wrong if we follow them. Yeah. They think if they're vulnerable enough to say that they were wrong, they will be annihilated. Yeah, they'll be gone. Yeah. Their ego is so high. It's so it, it raises up so much yes. when your self-esteem is low, your ego raises high to protect to protect yourself, yeah, right? You, you need to surround yourself with people that are open to the idea that they're wrong. Right. I mean, that, I mean, that. The I, ego I is the enemy. The ego is the enemy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brian, Ryan Holiday writes this great book of the ego is the enemy. And yeah. He talks about how if you could just lower the ego, there's a massive amount to be learned from people. Right, but then you can't let the ego creep back in either. You can't. You have to check. Dr. Stephen Covey, who I know you hate when I make these comments. Well, but you know. But Dr. Covey used to say, check your ego at the door and do the job you need to do. But he, yeah, I know I could talk about this ego thing all day too because I think- You think it helps you. Well, I, I'm just a little scared right now because Sam's had a knife in his hand for like the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just like, if I say the wrong thing, he's going to like stab me. Like, yeah, what's no, happening no, no. I actually, um, I carry a big ass knife with me everywhere I go. (laughs) Yeah, but you picked it up and I was like, shit, (laughs) I will stab you. (laughs) Oh, let me set this thing down. I'll set you at ease here. I'm letting you guys know I'm arguing with somebody holding it. So here's a quick story. I'm going to digress here. We went on a cruise last year with Bo and uh, to celebrate, I mean, yeah, last year, two years ago to celebrate his graduation from college, you know, go on this big cruise. They check you in and they take your bags. And then they call you back to get your bags later because they're going through them, right? Right. Yeah. So Bo gets to his room and he gets this call. Is this Bo Bracken? They go, yeah. They go, well, we found some contraband in your luggage and we need you to come down like, to check it out. So he goes down to the, you know, where you get your luggage and they say, did you know that you had five knives in your luggage? <laughs> he goes, I did not have five knives. He goes, oh no, you have five knives. You have five knives in your luggage. Yes, and then yeah. he goes, no, I didn't. They go, here's one. And here's two. And he goes, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, and three. And he has like, he has five knives. <laughs> he had five like big ass hunting knives, like fixed blade knives. And oh, he goes, oh, I forgot. I had, I had all my hunting knives in a. Like father, like son. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, so I had to, he had to leave all of his knives. No. There in custody. And when we, when we checking out, when we're leaving yeah. the boat, when, we, when, when it was over, right. he got his knives back because. Why can't you have a knife on a boat? Because people take knives and go kill a bunch of people. Well, not like you don't have knives for the steak on the cruise ship. I know. It was weird. But they took his knives until the cruise oh, was over. I'm, I'm, actually, that kind of makes me mad. Five knives. You have five knives. Yeah, oh, you have five. So when I see him all the time, and he flips out a knife. Out. Oh, you have five knives. Where are they? Yes. Yeah. Knives out. Because he didn't see. The, he didn't see. He didn't see five knives as a problem. And uh, they did. So they confiscated them. Oh my gosh. What is- so let's get back. I want to go back. Uh, I want to go back to this alien, um, seeing aliens, believing in uh, aliens. And look, do I, aliens open your consciousness? I came, to, I came to an idea for a theme on some T-shirts. Well, oh, know, yeah, winter's yeah. coming. So we have some long sleeves coming out, some sweatshirts coming out. And I started looking into ancient art and UFOs in ancient art. Oh, do you have any examples of UFOs? Yes, I mean, I'm going to post them for you too, but I'm going to So you're saying like aliens made the art? No, no. I'm saying that people, because that was a form of media, right? Like you, oil paintings and stuff like they didn't have TV and crap, right? So this is my, this is my favorite one. I'm going to show you is Jesus. It looks like Mary and it looks like they're in a spaceship. And then you have like a Catholic person down below and then look at all the spaceships in it and you can tell it's really, 
Look at that. Yeah. See, like, so that supports my theory that the only aliens are Jesus and God, maybe, like maybe. heavenly aliens. So then I'm sure if that's they, really freaky. Where'd you get that? That's really weird. <laughs> that's some weird shit right there. We need to post it on your, let's post it on our, um, so then look at this one. This is from Egypt and it's like, I can't remember which tomb this is in, but look, there's a helicopter, there's a boat, a tank, and like a weird spaceship that they put up on the hieroglyph. Look at those. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh. like, why are they putting that up there? Yeah, that's really weird. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I'll put them. I'll put them up on our Discord. By the way, yeah, if put you them want, on Discord. If be, you want, our those Discord. are really freaky. Yeah. Like the the one with Jesus and Mary and the spaceships, really <laughs> freaky. And that that Egyptian hieroglyphs does not look two thousand years old. It looks like it was made yesterday. Okay, well, it wasn't because I like did some HDR just so I could see it better. Right. So here's another old painting. I don't know the year on this one, but you can clearly see an alien spaceship like shooting down some kind of laser thing. Look at that one. Tell you, oh. there's some weird <laughs> stuff oh in this. How old is this painting? Like old, like old. That's just freaky, man. Like, why are you painting this? Stuff? Put that on Discord. I think I will. our I will. audience will really enjoy that. Let me find this. That's this. really awkward. Yeah, yeah. Check out. This so it's one. not. It's not that the aliens did the art. It's that we have art, ancient art, uh, that give you evidence or that have aliens, aliens in it. Yes, yes. Look at this. Okay. One. This is found in a cave. Like, and they. I can't remember what they dated that to. Some weird. Oh, that that's some weird shit. That does not look human. No, that's meta. Well, that's meta human. Yeah. So if you want part of our Discord that we're going to post these on, we'll post those pictures on Instagram or whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because you have to be invited by us to. We have to be approved by us to get our in Discord. Invited and approved. Invited and approved because we control the narrative. Yeah, of our Discord. Yeah, we're discriminatory. <laughs> yeah. You have the privilege of getting into our Discord discussion. Uh, and we have an Alice in Wonderland coming out. But um, this is another one. This is you mean another one. shirt? We have a we have an alien yeah. art one dropping, and we have an Alice yeah. in Wonder, one, uh -huh. Wonderland dropping. Yeah, because we always talk about the rabbit hole. So uh, what are we doing for Halloween? We need to have oh, a shirt sure, for Halloween. But look at this one. This is Mayan art. And so the people think that he's like in um, like a spaceship. Because you know how when we have the shuttles and stuff, that the, the tips of the shuttles are what shoot off and the, what ends up coming back down. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. look at the mines. They put him in like, like a like a like some kind of space shuttle thing. Very intricate there. It's kind of weird, but I was like, that's pretty cool. I mean, someone very could just be using their imagination there too. But yeah, very interesting. I have a lot of I have some sculptures like that that we got from. Um, we were in Cancun years ago, so I got something that looks just like that. Look at this one. This one's weird, too. This looks like a Victorian age. Oh, that's just weird. Right? Like, it's just like... Uh, you, know what I, you know what the first thing I thought about when I saw that? Huh. The Oracle of Delphi. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> because, you know, some people have explained UFOs as, like, these big balls, right? Yeah, these big orbs. Yeah, that big ball. But then you have all the other spaceships in the background, too. Oh, that's just freaky. Weird. Like, and it's not like people are really like coming out saying, you're nuts. I mean, these people look like they're going on with their lives and that's just going on in the air. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really weird. It seems weird. I know. I know. But, uh, you know, you know me and my 3 a.m. Yeah, your 3 a.m. rants. And, uh, but I'm sure that's where you get your consciousness opened up at. Maybe. That's maybe where I'm finding all my real intelligence. Yes. I don't think so, but I sounded really good. When you go into your... Your manic states where you talk about <laughs> when I'm like, hey, let's see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. So, I mean, I was thinking like we put these like ancient art up on there on a t-shirt 
I mean, that's a good conversation starter. Yeah. Yeah. When the, and the good thing about it is it's not copywritten because it's thousands of so years old. old. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so we can do that and get it's rid like of carbon it. date that. Yeah. So we can get away with that. Yeah. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, that ancient, that art, art is fascinating to me. I mean, I mean, think about all the things we use ancient art for to look at what was okay at the time, what was attractive to people. Cause you know, there's a period where like bigger women were attractive. Yeah. Cause they, um, cause they're the ones that survived childbirth. Right. <laughs> Right, the skinny, 100%. emaciated women, which we are attracted to today in our society, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have survived 200 years ago. No. And I think we're going to do maybe an icon <clears throat> series this winter, too, of like some icons and maybe talk about like people that we consider icons. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, I'd like you to pick one, then I could pick one. That'd be interesting to see what you pick. Very much so. I mean, I might pick Lilith. Or, Lilith, um, who was Ezra's Adam's Eagle. first wife. Yeah. Have you heard about Ezra's Eagle? In the Apocrypha? Ezra's Eagle. Yeah. Did it like see the world and stuff? Was it's a prophetic kind of like, thing? It's kind of like a prophetic thing about the U.S. Oh, this is with the long feathers and short yes. feathers and all that? Yes. <laughs> this is the one that says Trump will have a short feather and he won't win re-election. Yeah, he's definitely, no, he's going to win and then get killed. Oh, that's what will happen. And then Pence will get killed. Really? And, you and know, then Nancy Pelosi will be the president? Like. <laughs> Only, only my Mormon friends will understand this. I was telling Emily the other day, I said, you know, I could really see, I could really see an instance where, you know, Pelosi and like a King Laban situation happens. Who? Yeah. Yeah. I know Sam got that. So I'm not threatening anybody NSA. So when you listen to this, yeah, whatever, it's not, we're it's not like, doing shut anything. Your mouth. But just put, it's better that one man perish than a whole nation doing all that unbelief. Like if you, <laughs> <laughs> That's a little freaky there. A little, little, um, we're not killing anybody, no, nor do we have no. any intention of harming anybody. Let me ask you a question, though. If you had to go on, on a date. No, 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 no. no. I, back up. If you had to marry one of these two people, which one would you marry? I feel like I'm in junior high right now. Um, Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> I would get us. I would. I would. Um, I would. I would not marry anybody. I would go to a monastery and. Uh, I would marry the Lord. I'd become a priest. I would marry the. I would be like, no, there's no free will here because those are two terrible things. And I'm like, hell no. Oh my gosh, I cannot. Hell no. I cannot even think about having a relationship with either of them. Well, they're married. They're both married. Yeah. Yeah. Someone. You know, what Bill, was, I guess, you know, married I like, Hillary. And, I don't like either of the Bush wives either, though. George or George W. Oh, oh, man. I try to stay clear of those kind of conversations when you talk about people's wives. I'm like, because then. Oh, really? Really? Well, that's, you're so, thank you for being so no, respectful. I love Emily. Me under the bus. I'm not like throwing that. you under the bus. You just asked me <laughs> an me impossible question. Knife. Give me that knife. Yeah. Okay. You just asked me an impossible question. I know. On who would you rather marry, Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton? No, I said who. You, I didn't say who would you rather. I said you have to. I have to marry. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? Uh, do you see? I would make wall. my case to the Illuminati and say, "Please, uh, which would you like me to do?" So before I yeah, lose my soul. And, yes. And somehow they would. The secret combination of the people that run the world would tell me which way to go, and I would just Jeez. go that way. I mean, there's going to be a lot of crap come out in the next month or two, I'm telling you. 
the whole sex trafficking stuff and all I that know, stuff. I don't know. I just feel like anytime in election season, but this one's like, Oh yeah. Cause you know, you know, the powers to be have everything point counterpoint. They all have it all. The narrative's all fixed. They, you know, certain information is going to come up, you know, a week before the election, some yeah, crazy I, shit. Cause they want to change how people are seeing things. Yeah. Just open up your consciousness, people. Like no matter what happens, go with what your consciousness is telling right. you see things differently because you've opened your consciousness and you've learned from other people use all your senses of intelligence right see with all your senses that's a great thing we should do a see with all your senses shirt um, right you know like the monkey see no evil hear no evil whatever no evil yeah. right you know Speak no evil, hear no evil, see no evil. We should do something about the reverse of that is open your consciousness by seeing more, hearing more, and feeling more, right? Something like that. Maybe yeah, there's no, a you're right. maybe you're there's right. a gem there. I think that is something though that we're missing in society is not using all our intelligences. Yeah. Let's let's that's a, that's a great great call to action as we end our podcast yes, today. That was a quick podcast. It was. It was 41 minutes right here, 42 Jeez. minutes. And open your consciousness to see things differently. Use all your, your senses, yeah. all your intelligence, all of it. Yeah. Use it all. Use it all Don't to open your consciousness. It. Don't disregard any of it. Yeah. It's there for a reason, right? Yeah. And go, do not, you can turn it, you can turn it, but do not go buy a Nirvana t-shirt from, from Target. Target and wear it like you listen to them in junior high. Right. Peace out. Life karma out. Have a great week, people.